Welcome to the Mayor's Memes Podcast, hosted by Mayor and Yitzchak. As we always say, Mayor's Memes is more than a status, it's an experience. So another part of the awesome Mayor's Memes experience is this new fun podcast. On this podcast, we dive into the Jewish WhatsApp world to interview some of its influencers and uncover a little bit about their personalities. Today we are privileged to have a new guest on the Mayor's Memes Podcast, Yossi Farrow. Yossi is from Brooklyn and currently studying in a yeshiva in Svas. He's the founder and co-CEO of Challenge Entertainment. How are you doing, Yossi? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, Baruch Hashem. As I understand, Yossi is, in, is currently in Israel, so he's now almost all the way through the fast. Today we're recording on Asar Batavis, and he's literally almost done and probably dead. How are you doing? We're, yeah, we're at three. I'm doing amazing. Thank God the fast is going well. It's 3.30 here, and um, yeah, we got, we're close to Shabbos now. Getting ready, thinking about what I'm going to eat, and yeah, preparing. Very, nice. Very nice. So Good. we try to ask an icebreaker at the beginning of each interview. Try to get comfortable with guests and try to to, to start getting a, in a like a talkative mood. Okay, so today our icebreaker was sent in by a fan named Gabby K. If you want to like, if you, if you would like to send an icebreaker, don't hesitate. We'd be happy to accept it. That's what so Gabby, very close fan. But yeah, keep going, there. So. Thanks, so, Gabby. Thanks, Gabby. So, if you have to bring three books to a deserted island for five years, everything else is provided, but you can't access anything online, what do you bring? So, what I'm understanding from this question is, like, what's my favorite books, right? My three favorite books? Not necessarily, because it could also be the most insightful, most useful books you need. So, what I understood with the question is, I, this is what I would pick. Um, my first book would be, I believe, by Mayor's, by Label Zisman. He's a Holocaust survivor, grew up Chabad in Poland, and whatever, it's just a really interesting book. I suggest wow. you guys all to check it out. My next book would be The Secret of Chabad. It's a really interesting book. It brings, like, it just shows you, like, interesting stuff about Chabad. It's, like, the background actually has review. It has, like, um, reviews in the back of people that read it. Alan Dershowitz wrote that he brought it to Harvard University. You can tell them, do a case study on it um dennis prager spoke about it on his podcast he did a whole thing about it and they had manis friedman and a few other people joe senator joe lieberman in other words it's a really good book and i read it over the past couple months and just finished it and it's really interesting and my third book would be i think Achitas. that's something i think that would be really useful on an island where you're going for five years you're not going to have other stuff if i gotta pick something it's going to be a chitas. Chitas, let me explain what chitas. Yeah. For, 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 those, for those who what? don't know what chitas is, uh, chitas is chumash, tehillim, and tanya. Chumash, tehillim, and tanya, yeah. Yes. So it, started, it was actually a book recently made around 70, 80 years ago. It's not an old book. It just takes old stuff and put it together. The tanya was something made in around 1800, give or take. And it was a revolutionizing book. Very interesting. I suggest you guys all check it out. Tehillim is a book made by David Amalach. I'm sure you guys all heard of that. And Chumash is just Chumash. Yeah. Chumash yeah. is tired. You're not, you're not like playing right? around. You're not going for like entertainment books or stuff. Like, no, you're getting like the meaningful stuff. No. I, yeah, obviously I'm very into meaning. I, by, of course, entertainment, don't get me wrong. Those two first books are very entertaining. My last book, I went for meaningful. Right. Very the nice. first two books I think are very interesting. The last book is also very fascinating. It's just more, it's more useful than fasting. If you know what I'm saying, it's very important. 
It's less. Right. It's very interesting. Just I don't know if it's our decade. It was made 80 years ago. Those other two books were pretty recently. One of them was made, I think, in 2010 or in the early 2000s. And the other one was made, The Secret of Chabad was made in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. It came out at least in 2014. Okay, so now that we the crowd sees a little bit about you and understands who you are, maybe you can tell yeah, us a little bit about your, about your life. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Crown Heights. I was born in Brooklyn. I'm 17 right now. I was born 17 years ago. And um, you're, yeah, I was, you're probably born what? Ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I grew up in Crown Heights. I grew up in Crown Heights. I went to a school called Ali Tyra. It's uh, the flagship school in Crown Heights. It's a it's a school. It's a very large school. It was started by the Rebbe in 1957. It was started as a school that it only brings Tyra values. It, it's a school that teaches you Chassidus, teaches you Yerushalayim. If you guys know Yerushalayim, is fearing God. And it's very into um, one of their main things that stands out that's not so common is they don't teach English. They feel that the way the Rebbe, the Rebbe, there are Chabad schools that don't, that do teach English. There are a lot of those, but Ali Tara was one of those schools that didn't teach English. So did like, Rebbe, um, did the, Rebbe, did the Rebbe found it with English or he didn't found it with English? Either? No, the Rebbe did found it. And he did say that we need a school like that, that um, there, of course, English is very important and whatever. But I think that the Rebbe said that from a young age, start with Hebrew studies, start with that. And of course, English is important, but you must, it started later in life. It's better to start with your foundations, Torah, and then go on to other studies. Right. So how do you, how do you, how do you end up? How do you yeah, end up interesting that? fact, the Rebbe actually learned in university in Berlin. Some people right. used to go to the Rebbe oh. and tell him, like, um, Rebbe, um, you, why are you telling people not to learn English studies? If you learned in, like, you learned in Berlin, you learned in university. He spent actually eight years in university. He learned first in Berlin, and then um, the war started. Um, the Hitler went right? to power. So then he moved to France. Yeah, I see you're very well versed in these stuff. Yeah, I'm holding. I'm holding in the Inzera. but yeah. also. Um, yeah, I, you know your stuff. I understand that you're in. Um, you're you're in Svast. How do you get there? Um. Yes, yeah, so I'll tell you. So I started off in Alitara. I went there until. So in Chabad, it works like this. There's Masifta, and then there's Zal. There's elementary Masifta, then Zal. Elementary is until eighth grade. Instead of going to high school, we go to something called Masifta. Masifta, there's Shiralif, Shiraz, and Shergimel. So in Sharalif, I went to Alitaira, I stayed home. And then Shabriz, I'm like, I'm 15 now, and I think I'm old enough to leave my family. And I went, I went with a bunch of good friends, and we all went to Tzvass. And thank God, it's my second year here. Last year wasn't a full year, but it's my second year here. And um, yeah, it was really good. So from what I've seen from your WhatsApp status, you, uh, you do a lot of, uh, what, you, do, you get a lot of people to do mitzvahs. Yeah, so that actually was inspired by the Rebbe and by our teachers in Alitaira and just my community. It's something we all brought up with. It's not just me. It has to be I enjoy doing it because, like, I just enjoy – I try to enjoy helping people, but I think it was just ingrained in us. It's not like – it's not like we think about it that we're going out and doing other people – doing, like um, – we just think about it like we're just helping other people. Like, we're not going out. It's not a hassle for us. It's, like, just what we do. Right. Like, yesterday I was in Yerushalayim, I'm like – I brought my tefillin with me, even though I davened shachs before I left. I know that like tefillin is something that there's a lot of people that didn't do it. So why not get someone while you're walking? Like, it's just like regular things I do and regular things most Chabad students do. Yes, what's the craziest story that happened to you when like trying to... With tefillin? No, in general. Like, what's my cr- in, gen- in general. Oh. Anything? In general? In general, in general more... do mitzvahs. Um, I actually have a really cool story. You want to hear it? Obviously. Sure. Hear it. 
So the story goes like this. Um, uh, I go to Manhattan every week. Like the Rebbe was very into people doing Mitzayim, but he wasn't into doing it just um, – he wasn't into people just wasting time the whole day and going out, whatever, because then, of course, students need to learn also. So instead, instead, he did like this. He found a curriculum like this on Fridays. Once a week on Fridays, we end all, school, all Jewish schools end early, right? What time do you, you guys probably don't even have school on Friday now? We do not. Yeah, yet, so up, the Rebbe knew that. Uh, what? Oh. Yeah, we're still up early here for the podcast, so all the listeners should be yeah. the dedication. Yeah. So today I wasn't able to go due to COVID and other reasons, but um, usually we're out and about. Yeah. So um, about that. Yeah. So the Rebbe said like this, um, that every kid shouldn't be wasting his time. He should be going on with Siam. It's called, Siam is like a myth. Uh, it's like a campaign. Right. So he, we call it Messiah in our community. It's called Messiah. Other people call it just Messiah, but we call it Messiah. So what's so your- Rebbe said that every kid, what? So, so what happened? So this is a story. I was just giving a small introduction to the story. So the story goes like this. So I used to go to Manhattan every week. And um, uh, this was back when I lived in New York and all like, I started when I was, I think, 13. And I do it till today. I have a lot of people that I'm very close to. Anytime I'm in New York, I always go. I make sure to go. I say hello to them. Even if I'm not there for six months, I come. They're like, their smile, their faces light up. They know I'm there. Like, they know me. We text on WhatsApp, some of them depending how close we are. And yeah, it's really cool. And this, so depending how close you are and depending your personality, you get close with them. And sometimes some people become religious through that. And like, we, you start small and you build up, like you first get them to put on Tzvila and then you get them to do other stuff. So the story starts like this. So I'm walking in Manhattan. This is in, I think it was around Hanukkah time of eighth grade. And I'm walking in Manhattan with a friend three years ago around. And I'm walking in Hanukkah with a friend and um, we're walking and we like to see stores. Like we are starting our route. So, so a lot of people, they're very into like just just taking over. I mean, a lot of people, the main thing is uh, the average thing that most people do is they get inherited. Like when their brother grows up and gets married or goes out of town, he gives it down to the next brother. So I'm actually the oldest in my family. So I didn't have that. I didn't have. So I started going with my counselor and it was really nice. But then I felt... I didn't feel independent enough. I was a 13 year old. I didn't just want to follow. I wanted to lead. I wanted to do myself. I wanted to, I'm very into being independent. So I started like this. So we start, so me, I went to a friend. I'm like, guys, I'm like, well, it's very really nice going with other people. I'm saying, we're not doing enough. Let's do more. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, it'll be fun. So we first went to Times Square, whatever. We actually got a lot of phones there. And then we heard someone told us that Wall Street has a lot of Jews. So we didn't really know what Wall Street was, but we, we did our studies. I've heard of the stock market, whatever. It was when I was 13. Now I'm very, now I'm very well-versed in these stuff, but it was then when I was just hearing about these stuff and I'm like, they told me about it. So I just like, so we all just started going. And so the story starts like this. And um, yeah, so we start like this. Uh, we're walking, this is in Hanukkah time. Yeah, sorry, um, this is Hanukkah time. And we started, um, we're walking on the street and we see a store and we see him says on the store. Should we knock on the door? So he buzzes us in. We walk in and we're like, excuse me, sir, are you Jewish by any chance? And the man says, no. And I'm like, you're sure? He looked really Jewish to me. So I'm like, you're sure you're not Jewish? What does that mean? You He's like, Jewish. He, what I mean? I mean, there was a Mrs. on the wall. He was about 35 years old, 30 years old. He had orange hair, big nose. Like, whatever. He just like, looked like a Jew. You know what I'm saying? He, the, he looked like a he Jew. He gave you a vibe. 
Yeah, he gave the vibe that he's a Jew. And like once you like once you get like um well versed in these stuff, once you like learn the get the vibe of it, you start like you could see who's a Jew and who's not. Obviously yeah. it's not hundred percent accurate, but like when you get the vibe that someone's a Jew, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I had that vibe in the air. I felt it. So and there was a mezuzah on the wall. So like what's the chance of a random store not being Jewish with a mezuzah on the wall? So of course I walked in, I asked him if he's Jewish, like even if he's from, like just like give him a candle. Um he had a secretary, so maybe the secretary doesn't have candles or give right. him just a paper on the sh- on the Shabbat. Like we also go to from people. Like a lot of our people are a lot of our people that we go to are from. It's not just like it's all different types of people that we go to. There is right. immigrants, we go to workers, we go to store owners, CEOs, executives, all different types of people. So like this guy happens to be a store owner and um, whatever. So we asked him and he said, sorry, I'm not Jewish. And I tried like, I felt like he was Jewish. So I tried like pushing him until he finally told me I'm not Jewish, sorry. And I left and a couple, a couple uh, weeks passed. No, next week comes and I go and I'm like, excuse me, sir, are you Jewish by any chance? I come back next week. So I didn't think he would remember me. It's a store in Manhattan. Like, I'm sure they have a lot of customers. What's the chances of remembering a 13-year-old? Because it's also, I'm not the only one that does it. There's thousands. So I'm saying, yeah. even if, like, he recognized me, I could just say, oh, I thought it was my, I thought it was next door. It was my friend. And turns out he recognized me. And he's like, you were here last week. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Was this store not across the street? And the guy's like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, my bad. So he says, um, yes, um, please don't come back. And yeah, thank you for coming, but please don't come back. Like, I'm not Jewish and I'm not interested in whatever you're selling. I mean, we try to explain that we're not selling anything, but yeah, if you know New Yorkers, I'm sure you've been, you guys go to school in Manhattan, no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can know how New Yorkers can be. They, they're not interested when they're not interested. So he just so, blew you off, you're saying. Yeah, he blew me off. It was a little, it was a little annoying because, like, I felt the vibe that he was Jewish. So, like, whatever. Yeah. I continued. I did, I, it like happened. So, like, I wasn't like pissed. Whatever. It was annoying. You see, like, you whatever. See, so you always what did you say. You always have to keep trying. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Never give up. Sure. So, one of the things we do when we finish going to all the stores, we go on the street and we just ask random people. Right. So, like, a few weeks pass. I would say like two, three months pass and um, we're walking on the street with a different friend and me and I used to go with different friends. Like sometimes I'd say my friend wasn't there. I would switch off. Like I didn't go like, it was like my thing and I used to bring my friends with me. Like just do it like what's fun. But like, it was like my thing that I started and like, I'm very like, these are my people now. Like they're very good friends of mine and all these people. Like I'm the one that like runs it and then my friends like take over. Well, I'm in Israel. I have a friend that goes every week. So like, you you're, you're the one who's responsible though for that system. Yeah. So like I consider I'm not responsible. There's nobody telling me I'm responsible for what I take the responsibility right. on. Yeah. And you're responsible in like a good way. Like like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. Um, I wouldn't I would consider it's everyone's cuss sure. that goes that goes and takes care of it. Yeah, so I see a random guy around sixty five. I had the five he was Jewish. I said, excuse me, sir, are you Jewish by any chance? Um, I asked, he's Jewish by any chance? And the guy told me, um, yes, I am. So I'm like, would you be interested? Did you put on film today? He told me, no, I didn't. I actually put on every day, but today I missed. I didn't miss. He said, I, today, whatever, I was in a rush going to work. I was planning on putting it back. But yeah, so I'm like, okay, perfect. Don't worry. It's okay. Let's go do it right now. Because it's always good to get them in the morning. It was already probably two o'clock in the afternoon and Shalos is coming in. So it's always like better to put it on there than wait and God forbid he could forget. So I'm like, why not put it on now? And the guy's like, 
sorry, I'm not really, I'm not really interested. I, whatever. He's like, he told me the word. This is like, and I quote, he tells me, um, the guy, he's like, the guy are going to make fun of me. So I'm like, are you serious? The guy make fun of you? I think the guy make fun of you actually says, and um, there's a Pasuk that says, there's a Pasuk that says about, that talks about, um, there's a Pasuk that says clearly about um, the Pasuk about Tzvillin, yeah, that the, that the nations of the world won't be afraid of you. The Rebbe actually came out with this campaign right before the Six-Day War, it's a random fact. So, whatever, yes. Yeah. So I told him, don't be scared. So finally, after speaking to him, he wasn't like, he wasn't like, he was just like hesitant to do it in the street. Like, it was in the middle of the street. The Pasuk you're recording is, Rel Hashem yeah, I'm not so good at quoting Pesukim. You're a little better than me. Okay. Um, I didn't have it on me. I haven't read it in a while, but right, so it says it in the Tefillin. So right. uh-huh. it's a kind of it's a very fundamental Pesuk that so I want to know. That it says. Did you get the guy not to like put it's on? something made by the? What did you say? Did you get the guy to put on the <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry, I went off topic. Um, yeah, so we continue walking, and um, he says, let's go to the lounge. There's a lounge across the street, a uh, nice lounge in a building. So we're like, what's he doing in the lounge? So we start walking, and he's like, actually, my, my son has a store near here. Why don't we go to my son's store? So he said, so I say, oh, okay, I see that would be amazing. Happening. You probably see what's happening. And I'm, I didn't see what's happening, but I realized that, like, two people, why not? It's, a, it's two birds with one stone. So I'm like, for sure, let's go to your son. So we start walking. And we walk into the store, and that store owner recognizes me again, wow. and his face turns red, and he's a little embarrassed, and then his face turns, continues staying red, and we walk in, we walk to the back of the store, I'm not, I'm not nervous, because like, I didn't do anything, it was him that kicked me out of his store, so I wasn't nervous, and we just start wrapping the phone with the father, we say Shema, everything, so while we're, while we're finishing, we're wrapping the phone to put it away, He's like, oh, and I'm like, he's like, oh, why don't you tell my son to put it on? So I'm like, oh, I would totally be interested in doing that. But he told me he's not Jewish. I actually met him before. So that was a little bold statement. Maybe it wasn't a good, but it worked out at the end. Um, let me finish. Let me just finish it off. And um, yeah, so he, he's like, yeah, he's like, the son's like all hesitant. He's like, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh. So I'm like, you sure you're not interested? And he's like, I'm very busy right now. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay, whatever. So the father's like, what? He told you that? So I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'll have a talk with him. And now that son puts on phone every single week uh, for the last three and a half years. This story happened in 2018 wow. in December. Uh, no, in December, maybe 2017 or January 2018. No, this story, the end of it started then. And it, this story, this exact part of the story happened in April of 2018, right before And um. It's such a crazy story that I like, I knew like no one would believe it. So I always like, it's so crazy the amount of stuff you bump into. I always make sure to take pictures, as you mentioned before. And I post them on my status. Right. So I never post the story. I just tell the story. All my friends make a joke how many times I tell the story. But you asked for my craziest story. So that's right. the story. So, and I have over, I probably have over 40 pictures of this guy putting on film. Wow. I mean, like, you can't even like, we never mentioned the story again, and now we have an amazing relationship. Just one last part of the story is the week before I came to Israel this year, Shabbos Horatius, before I came here, he, I went to him, I'm putting on phone, I'm like, hey, maybe you want to say an extra prayer in honor of Shabbos Horatius. He's like, yeah, for sure I'd be interested. 
usually we usually like to do it quickly because I didn't think like he's a young guy. I didn't think he like had, of course I wanted to put on 12 of them, but there's a amount of praise you could say, depending on the person, like either you could just say Shema or you could say the three chapters, you could say the three chapters of Shema or you could say like different parts. So depending how long or how much time they have, usually you just do the Shema and the Bracha, depending on how much time they have. So I'm like, you want to do an extra prayer? Because I was like leaving, so I like wasn't going to see him. He's like, yeah, for sure. I would like to do an extra prayer. I'm like, yeah, you like these stuff? I'm saying usually we usually like wrap it up really fast. He's like, your extra prayers always help me. I know always after this, it's always a good day in work and whatever. Wow. He's like, I enjoy when you guys come. I really like it. And yeah, I was very shocked mm-hmm. when I heard that. Because like that story, like I know him as that story. I don't like <laughs> Like over the years, you can see in the pictures, over the years, we just get like... His smile gets bigger and wow. bigger every time. So now to get, in other words, he gets more happy. Now to get back into the, Thank God. The, of the theme of the podcast. Yeah, sorry that took a that little is, bit long. Guys, yeah. you got it extra special. You got your full you, you also, you Yeah. Know. So how do you get I'm sure you could edit it a little no, bit. No, unedited. Yeah. We, won't, we don't want we that whole story. Unedited. We don't edit. We're going to have the whole Okay, story. put it in if you want. How do you guys, uh, how do you guys get into How do you get into the, Jew, the Jewish WhatsApp world? And uh, what do you do there? What did you do there? How did I get into it? That's a good story. So I started in um, late March or maybe early April of 2020 in Corona. I flew in after around right after Purim. I flew in from Israel as a Jewish mother. My mother tried getting me in as close as early as possible. I was like the third or fourth person to leave yeshiva. So I get back to America. Corona. Breaking up. Yes, sorry, making a phone call. No, don't worry, it's okay. Um, you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, so yeah, we hear you perfectly. And um, yeah, so I started getting into it and whatever. I uh, started a couple group chats and it went on and on and on until, until yeah, until, thank God. Um, so I started a couple group chats, Ben Shapiro, so Trump, whatever, and it just grew and grew, thank God. And it grew and thank God I started a WhatsApp status and that grew until I started running ads and we started a business out of it. I had a friend that's a really good designer. He helped design. Shout out to Shmoy Simpson. Check him out on Instagram. And um, yeah. And thank God it grew out pretty big. And now I actually sold the company recently. But you're still So going. yeah, so I still have a lot to do with it. I'm still very much involved. But now I focus on my studies and I do. I, I'm in yeshiva, so I can't take full responsibility of it. So I knew I wouldn't be able to run it, but I knew I had viewers that wanted to see our stuff. So I knew it would be the most responsible thing is to hand it over to someone else. So we structured yeah. a good deal. Right. Um, I still got a percentage off of it. He runs it. And yeah, thank God he's running it well, hopefully. And um, yeah, people are enjoying it. Very nice. that the views are staying pretty consistent and the people are giving him good feedback. And yeah, thank God. Is there is there a story behind the talent status? Why um, the talent? So there wasn't. I'm not really good with marketing, and I have a friend that is Shmoy Simpson, and um, yeah, he he came up with the name. It's a good name because. But yeah, there is one. There is one hop behind it. You guys know what a hop is? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, hop is like this. Um. So the hop was like this: chant entertainment, a chant of 100% kosher entertainment. Um. In other words, we don't make our own entertainment. I don't know how you guys work, but we don't like make our own memes. I never considered myself like good at that stuff, but I think I know what good entertainment is. So I used to, I had a, 
I I just um, whatever I thought was the best for me, whatever I enjoyed the most. I of course didn't like steal stuff. I I kept everyone's logos on them, whatever. And I just like screenshot the stuff. Like I used a lot of stuff from you. Whenever I saw a good thing on Mayor's memes, I'm always like, "Oh, that's amazing! You guys are good at this." And I would always, I always best yeah, compliment. Don't ever take it as an insult. But another status, another big status to you is your stuff. I, I right. love it. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't consider myself a big status, sir, but yeah, we did get some. We also are into getting original content. Like, let's say I have something really cool that like a, that like a friend sends me or like a cool thing that I was by, I would post it. Like, we do have some original content, but like, we don't make memes or videos. Like, we're not a production studio. We're a WhatsApp status. You guys probably are a production studio. Right. So what's... So what's your favorite? We usually like to ask our our, our uh, audience, our, our guest, what's your favorite quote? And maybe um, so my favorite quote's like this. Um, it's called "Chakut Vazanga. Let me translate it. So that's in Yiddish. Let me translate it to English. Think good, and it will be good. It was started by the fourth Chabad Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson. He actually shares the same name as the seventh Lubavitcher Rebbe. Sorry, he was oh, not the fourth. He was the, the third Lubavitcher Rebbe. Third Rebbe. Right, I thought you said fourth. I mean, yeah, sorry, Rebbe. my bad. I guess you know a little more. I see you're okay, very so well versed in these stuff. I don't know, but I, I know something. You did okay. your research before. So, so, very impressed. That's a good that's a good philosophical yeah, way of yeah, life. Yeah, for sure. I'm very impressed. It's good to know knowledge. Knowledge is good. Right. So you know, I'm saying the, the yeah. quote you said. Oh yeah, so let me explain you what it means. In those days it was it was in Tsarist Russia. It wasn't an amazing time for the Jews. People were sick. People got, they weren't, they weren't really too nice to the Jews. It wasn't, it wasn't like America. It wasn't a free country. We didn't have Mr. Trump. They had Mr. Um, Tsar Nikolai. So in other words, it wasn't too good for the Jews. And everyone was, they were going through hard times. Actually, a random fact, they say at that time, he had over 1 million chassidim. They say, that's what they say. Wow. I don't know if it's true or not. Some people say 600,000. But they say he was the biggest Lubavitcher Rebbe. He had the most followers after our Rebbe. That's what they say. I don't don't quote me on that, but that's what I heard. You could do your research for yourself. Yeah. Right. So we see from 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 the Tzemach yeah. Tzedek that there's a big importance of, of, keep, of yeah. keeping of keeping good, be good, happy. Uh, b'simcha. Chassidus brings the whole thing. Yeah. Chassidus yeah. is b'simcha. Obviously, muster is very important, but their approach in life is simcha, simcha, simcha. Like happiness brings yeah. um, health, happiness, and there's wealth, health, and happiness. That's main. That's that's what I like. Oh, when I write to the Rebbe, those are three of the main things I ask for: health, wealth, and happiness. Okay, thank you so much for joining Yossi. Uh, if you want to join Yossi's challenge status, you could join at nine one seven two two four one four one eight. A fan asked asked me to specify that by having a guest on the podcast, it does not necessarily mean we endorse their opinions or views. It just means that we enjoy them as a person and we'd like to hear a little bit more about them. Thank you for joining the, the, the podcast. Thank you for listening If you're or, or at the end. Uh, tune in next time for the next podcast. If you'd like to join the status or have any recommendations for a guest or have any other comments, WhatsApp 315-504-5101 or email mayorsnames at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs>